answer me? Second, or will he answer Jesus first? He looks at me through Christ. Well, praise the Lord. It's indeed a great day to be alive. This is Iyango Kuchiyang coming into your space, wherever you are. Thank you for letting me come into your space once again. Praise the Lord. I trust that you were blessed by the last word that we are able to uh, get across to you. A word in season. And I trust that you're doing exactly what was shared in there. Hallelujah. And today we're going to be having the fourth installment in our series, which is Thanksgiving, Praise and Rejoicing. Thanksgiving praise and rejoicing. Let me encourage you, if you're able to, grab a hold of your Bible and let's just dig once again into what God has got in store for us. Listen, right now is the best season of your life. Right now, going forward. The best days of your life are not behind you. You're right living your best days and you will keep getting better and better and better. Hallelujah. Let me, uh, you know, look into once again, let's look at the scriptures, some of the scriptures we've been looking at, you know, uh, in reading this. In uh, Psalm 50, Psalm 50, which says, Whoso offers praise glorifies me. The Lord says, And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so praise, hallelujah, is glorifying God. Giving praise and glory to God. We're told Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And so we know that we can give glory to God by praising him, ministering to him. And so at any time, people don't realize how so powerfully and easily they can have strong faith or exercise strong faith by ministering to the Lord, praising him. In uh, Psalm 113 Verse 3 says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Well, who's going to praise the Lord? Do you want the stones to take your place and do it for you? No, we were created for his pleasure. And so you should be giving praise to the Lord. I should be giving to praise the Lord. It says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name shall be praised. Remember, we looked at the story of the lepers, the ten lepers. You know, Jesus just spoke a word and said, go show yourself to the priest. The Bible says, as they went, they were healed. And then we're told, only one returned, and with a loud voice, a Samaritan returned and gave glory to God. You know, something that is so prevalent in our uh, society today is that people feel entitled. People feel, you know, they deserve things, even... uh, Lots of uh, kids today in this day of social media have a sense of entitlement. In fact, you go about your day and maybe you hold the door for somebody at a store or the bank, you know, that type of thing, and they go in. They don't even acknowledge you, say thank you. And people are just so used to taking people for granted. And if we're not mindful of the fact that, you know, we should be giving thanks. The Lord didn't just brush his eyes and say, it's okay, you know, that type of thing. The Lord Jesus, when that leper came back, and or that former leper, I should say, came back, and with a loud voice, gave thanks and uh, appreciated what the Lord had done for him, the Lord said, where are the nine? Were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? It is important that we give thanks and praise to the Lord. It should be something that we do regularly on a consistent and everyday basis. Hallelujah. I also want to go ahead and read here from uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 
And I want to bring something here to our attention. You know, it begins right there in verse 4 that by saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness, one translation says, your sweet reasonableness, be known to all men the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Uh, I like the way the Amplifier says is, he says, do not fret or have anxiety about anything. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, the Amplified, the classic Amplified, right there in verse uh, 6 is, do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your request known to God. Well, it's not saying that you should continue making the requests to God, especially when you have the word of God that has promised you, you know, or granted you that request. But by thanksgiving, you can make that request known to God. What's the saying there? In other words, you know, there are times you've prayed about something and you're believing God and standing, standing. By thanksgiving, you know, with thanksgiving, you can put God in remembrance. Maybe you prayed and believed God for your healing. And you're standing for your healing. You prayed and it's been days and months and you're still standing. Well, with thanksgiving, you can put God in remembrance. Oh, Father, I thank you. Kind of like this. Father, I thank you, Lord. I believe that I'm healed. I thank you. Healing belongs to me. Jesus possesses that, possess that healing for me. And I trust you for doing that for me, for, for manifesting healing in my body in Jesus' name. That's what he's talking about. Hallelujah. And of course, we looked at Psalm 8, you know, and we saw there right there in Psalm 8, it says, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens, out of the mouths of uh, babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal or stop Satan, stop the enemy and his avenger. Hallelujah. So we see right there, like we saw the last time, you know, babies are people quite all right, but then no, when you're thinking of people endowed with strength, you're not thinking of babies. However, as helpless as babies are, see, this is giving us a good imagery of this thing here that we're talking about. As helpless as they are, when even babies, spiritually babies, and really where your circumstances may be concerned, you may feel like a baby in a sense. You know, you're powerless to this thing. In yourself, you don't have anything. Maybe the bills are so much and you realize, my goodness, I don't even have anything that could begin to fix this issue or pay this thing off for me. The Bible is telling us, you see, with praise, you know, sufficient strength, abilities released, hallelujah, to stop sitting in his tracks. And I want to encourage you, if you've not gotten, you know, the previous uh, installments of this message, go ahead and, and listen to them again. They will really enrich you and bless your life immensely. So we see that praise will stop sitting in his tracks. He will stop him, hallelujah. And then we come here to Hebrews uh, 13, praise the name of the Lord. Right here in Hebrews 13, we want to come here and uh, we, we read here as we read there before, verse 15. Therefore by him, that's Jesus, our great high priest, let us continually, did you get that? Continually, not intermittently or occasionally. Well, you know, in other words, not today and then for the next many days or weeks, nothing like that. As a matter of fact, we just saw that every day we should be praising the Lord. So we say here, we see here, therefore by Jesus our great high priest, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. 
There are two things there for us to pay attention to. First of all, we praise God not just because we feel like it. Even when we don't feel like it, we praise Him. That's one aspect of the sacrifice. But at the same time, we live in the New Testament under the New Covenant. We don't have to you know, bring sacrifice of animals and things like that anymore. This is the one, this is one sacrifice we can bring, and that is ministering to God and praise. You know, back in the Old Testament, they had a morning sacrifice, the ones during the day, evening sacrifice, and all of that. This is a sacrifice you and I can bring to the Lord on a consistent, everyday basis. It says, therefore, by him, Jesus, our great high priest, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, I believe Hosea uh, 14 or somewhere in there, verse 2, talks about the calves, us offering the calves of our lips. See, this is, the, this is the praise that we can offer to the Lord, the calves of our lips. It says, but to do good, do not forget, and to share. But with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So the, what do we see? That the word of God tells us, with our faith, it's impossible to please God. And so, when we're offering the sacrifice of praise, we are in faith. Did you realize that? Regardless of how you feel. If you can praise God and say, praise the Lord, or thank you, even in that situation, you're walking in faith. You know, the Bible tells us in First uh, Thessalonians 5, right there, 16, 17, it says, in everything, give thanks. It didn't necessarily say for everything. We may not, we're not told to give thanks for everything because everything that happens to us is not necessarily of God's doing. But however, whether it is doing or not, or maybe you did something that brought you into the situation that is so unpleasant, in that situation, you can give thanks to God and acknowledge his uh, almightiness, his grace, his goodness, and his mercy over your life. And God, Bible tells us here, with this kind of sacrifices, God is so well pleased. So we were right there looking at Second uh, Chronicles 20, and you saw Jehoshaphat there. You know, he had three armies banded together and were coming against him, you know, and uh, it was quite a challenging situation and all that. Kind of like on a Monday morning, and you have, uh, you know, these three enemies. So, you know, it could be, hey, three huge bills show up in your life. Three challenging things on the job, and the, the home, maybe right there somewhere else. Three problems, huge ones just show up like that. And uh, we saw here, Jehoshaphat did exactly what we're supposed to do. He sought the Lord and he prayed. But that wasn't the end of it. After pray, praying, well, the prophet came and gave the word of the Lord and said to them, you, you folks don't need to fight. Hallelujah. You don't need to fight. You know, go out against the enemy. In fact, look at what the, the prophet said here. I want, to read, uh, 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 I want to read what the prophet said here. From verse 15, it says, Listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Isn't that so powerful? Every time we're told not to be afraid, not dismayed. You know, I was discouraged because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Think about it. You will not need to fight. The battle is God's, not yours. Hallelujah. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. 
for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and worshipped the Lord. So, of course, the next day Jehoshaphat shows up there. Yes, the Lord said to go out against them. But because the Lord said to go out against them and all that, listen to what Jehoshaphat says to the people here in verse 20. And they rose early in the morning, went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. See, the word, the word of the Lord came through the prophet. And Jehoshaphat believed it. And Jehoshaphat said, because you believed it. See, the word the Lord brought was good news. Do you realize in your situation, God's word to you right now is good news, regardless of what happened? Even if you brought it on yourself, his word to you is good news. He always brings good news to his children because he's such a gracious God. Hallelujah. Then the Lord says, Believe in the Lord, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. See, because they believe this, let's praise the Lord for the answer ahead of time. So he said to sing to the Lord, and you should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went up before the army and were praising, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Can you imagine that? You have the whole army right there all taking their positions and then you now put the praises in front and they were just singing and praising the lord and they're the ones leading the charge towards the enemy and of course as we did see you know when we read last time the lord said ambush against those three armies they attacked themselves and they destroyed themselves in fact if they attacked themselves and i might maybe the last two guys who are left simultaneously killed themselves and so Judah had, they were now left packing riches for days. Hallelujah. They were packing riches for days. Praise the name of the Lord. Isn't that exciting? That's how magnificent and powerful our God is, your Father and my Father. That's how powerful our Lord Jesus Christ is. And He died. To make provision for us in all of these areas. Praise the name of the Lord. Isn't this so wonderful? You know, I, I want to come to something here, another portion of scripture here, and that's this is in Acts 20. Now, one of the beautiful things about Acts 20 here is uh, you know, Paul and Silas, they were believing and looking to God. Where do we go next? You know, the steps of the righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and they believe in the Lord to order their steps. And they, you know, they made natural plans as we should do and try to go one way in the spirit, the spirit for debate them and try to go another way. The same thing happened. And then at night they had a vision. Our Paul had a vision. And he saw a man from Macedonia saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And we're told they established that the Lord was calling them to go to Macedonia. That was the next place. So the Lord will lead us to where the harvest is ripe. The Lord will lead us to where our ministries will be accepted. The Lord will lead us to where he wants us to be because he's a very efficient God and he loves people. Hallelujah. And I trust the Lord is, will do that for you. Praise the name of the Lord. And so they decided to follow the Lord. You see, following the Lord is also by faith. The Lord didn't give them, oh, you go to this place, and they just followed the Lord. And we just have to take that step, trusting the Lord will guide us by His Spirit 
exactly to where we need to go. The people who need guidance, you see, staying stationary is not going to get you to that place. But one thing I'll say though, follow your peace in your heart. That peace that leads you. You've got to make a move and, and trust the Lord to guide you. A ship that is moving is easier to be steered in the right direction compared to one that is stationary. Hallelujah. And so uh, they decided, you know, we should make a move. And so they made a move, and um, uh, in making the move, they came to this place called Philippi. So that's what happened. So Paul and Silas ends up in this place called uh, 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 Philippi. And while they're right here in, uh, in Philippi, you guess what happened? And uh, Paul and Silas end up in this place. And what's happening? Uh, uh, Acts 16. So right here in Acts 16, they end up in this place called Philippi. And while they're there in Philippi, you know, they go out to pray and all of that and uh, just trying to follow the leading of the Lord. And, uh, and as they just began to share the scriptures, preach, as they normally would do. And all of a sudden, there was a girl there that was just speaking the truth quite all right. But Paul and Silas, you know, perceived that this girl was of, uh, not speaking of the spirit of the Lord. And Paul, we're told, after many days, cast out the spirit from this girl. And when that happened, well, this girl had a spirit of divination, soothsaying, on her. And, of course, uh, she would tell fortunes and all that, and... Uh, her masters will make money. And now that the spirit has been dislodged, no way to make cheap money anymore. They had to go work. So they raised the riot and beat Paul and Silas. In fact, right here from verse 22. Then the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes, commanded them to be beaten. So they had beaten them right where they were preaching the, God, preaching the gospel. And they brought accusations against them and saying that they troubled the city. And when they got before the magistrates, the magistrates had them beaten. Think about it. These people stepped out to begin with by the guidance of the Lord. And to call a long story short, they ended up in prison, the worst part of the prison in dungeon. And you can imagine what those prisons were. You know, black, dark, damp, could have had mice, cockroaches, name it. And their feet fastening stalks, their backs bleeding. And so read it there. When they had laid, verse 23, when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. But listen now, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Do you notice there's something symbolic here? Midnight is the darkest hour. They've got so many questions, no answers, all alone, despondent. Temptation to be discouraged. Question the guidance they've gotten. Have you been there before? Oh, I thought I was following God. And what is going happening to me? And they could have, they have one or two things to do. They could have sat down there blaming themselves back and forth. Paul blaming Silas. Silas could have blamed Paul. Said, it's what's your, this is your vision that you have. Maybe you ate too much, such and such. You came up with this vision. See where it has landed us. And Paul would have blamed Silas and back and forth. 
And some people, you know, they, they, after a while, they will not be talking to themselves. You know, couples do this a lot. Something happens in their family or whatever, then they start bl blaming each other. If you didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened. Listen, nobody's perfect, but God is greater than our mistakes. His grace sur surmounts all of that. Hallelujah. We're told Paul and Silas at midnight prayed. Well, it's normal for people to pray, but that didn't end there. They prayed and. They prayed and. They sang praises to God. Some tradition says hymns. In fact, one of the definitions of the word hymns is songs of praise. Sang praise to God. And the prisoners heard them. I love that. There's just something at times when you have the opportunity, hear yourself praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hear yourself raise a shout to the Lord. Now, while they were, see, they prayed. We're not told how they prayed. But at the end there, they were praising God to the point that the other residents, <laughs> the inmates, heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken immediately. The very foundation of their problems. Think about it. The very foundation of your problem, the root of it is dealt with. Isn't that something? All the doors were open and everyone's chains was loosed. Everyone's chains were loosed. Everyone's chains were loosed completely. He had no prisoner escape. See, God's not a lawbreaker. No, he's not. That God came in there, you know, which time I read this, you know, as they were praising God, and God, we're told, inhabits the praise of his people, and God was going to go there, open ye gates, and let the king of glory come in. He came in to fellowship with his boys, with his sons, hallelujah. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, do yourself no harm for we are all, all here. And he called for a light and ran in and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Isn't that something? See, each time I read this, I said, Who, who's been preaching to this guy? Who's been preaching to him that he wants to be saved? Do you realize people can be saved through us ministering and praising the Lord? See, this is the man from Macedonia right here. In fact, when he received the charge to put Paul and Silas in prison and to, you know, keep them, take charge of them, he was even extra mean to them. You know, some of the people the Lord is going to use to bless you and the Lord is sending you to minister to may start out being mean and nasty to you. Hallelujah. The Bible said here, this man said, what must I do to be saved? And they said to him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved in your whole house. It's quite a long story short, this man got saved. And all of that his whole house and I like to believe this is the man this is the man who became the pastor of that church because this was how Paul got the church at Philippi established hallelujah right there right there they raised the temple of praise to the Lord an altar of praise to the Lord hallelujah now friend I want you to see something here when the, the answer to their problems, to the issue they were facing came, was it while they were praying or while they were praising? Of course, while they were praising. And didn't that, what happened as a result of their praising, didn't it settle all questions instead of them being morose and sad and trying to figure things out? So many people get caught up in that. 
oh, let me, let me try to figure this out. There's only so much we can figure out. Where we can figure out, let's leave it to the Lord and praise Him about it. Hallelujah. You know, dear friend, this is so powerful. I know where we have put this into practice, even I remember when we were pastoring back in Canada, told our people that the Lord blessed us. You know, we were in desperate need of a place to meet. And we were doing this consistently as a people, and the Lord provided a beautiful place, a church facility for us, exceedingly abundantly. And beyond this, we even had another bigger church property. Praise. Hallelujah. The Lord ministered to us. So, dear friend, I really want to charge you. And the Bible says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name shall be praised. Psalm 119 verse 164, the psalmist said that seven times a day I will praise God. In other words, this is something he did consistently every day. Make it a habit. Start your day. The things that start praising and ministering to the Lord for who he is and what he's done for you. And those things you're believing God for, minister to him and thank him for it. That's strong faith, dear friend. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Dear friend, it's a great day to be alive. Let me go ahead and pray, pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, my dear friend, that person listening to me, needing healing, whatever it is that they need in their lives, whatever, whatever it is that they're believing God for, in the name of Jesus, let the restoration come into their lives. Increase on top of it. Healing. Thank you, Lord. That one that has been living regret and has not been able to cease crying and agonizing, wipe away the tears from their eyes and their hearts. And bring the supernatural answer that exceeds in the name of Jesus what they could ever think you would do. Manifest your love in the name of Jesus. Dear friend, listen, the world is going to be crying and saying, what a difficult year, challenging year this is. But listen, they that know their God, and you're one of those, you will be shouting, life couldn't be better. Life hasn't been this good for me. Hallelujah. Jesus has been so good. In the midst of lack, I'm having plenty. My family is one. We're all one and serving the Lord and in faith and strong. Restoration has come to us. Everything that we've been believing God for has come to pass and much more. God bless you. It's really a great day to be alive. Till next time, please help us share this message with others. And let's hear from you how you've been blessed. It's indeed a great day to be alive. Love you.